This is the Sports Society Podcast, part of the Guys of the Roundtable Network, a show where sports and society meet, and sometimes mix. Without further ado, your hosts, Vladimir Jean-Philippe and Andy Meese. I went to Florida uh, for, I think, three, four days. And then from there, I went back. I traveled back to Pittsburgh. And then from Pittsburgh to Columbus, Ohio, to compete in the Arnold uh, Classics. And then from Arnold Classics, I drove from there back to uh, Manhattan, West Virginia, where my girlfriend resides, uh, where I'm going to currently reside as well. So it was a it was a long week of traveling. <laughs> and I'm just, <laughs> I am just beat. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but speaking of Arnold's, you know, how did you do over there? Well, not too bad. Um, let me see. In the gi session, um, mind you, this is like a new competition because I'm in the blue belt division now. And so I competed uh, in the gi and no gi. So for gi, I did, let me see, fourth. And no gi, I took home silver. So I got second in the no gi and then fourth in gi as well. So that's the blue belt division and intermediate. So it, it's... It's stepping up a notch, but at the same time, it was oh my god, it was rough. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's a more difficult competition. Oh, you ain't lying, bro. It, like <laughs> to say it's a little bit more difficult is an understatement. It's like the step up level is it's like um, it's like getting a promotion when you've been at your job for a month, and then now you have to do a whole bunch of other people's jobs that you don't have no idea. You have no idea what to do. So <laughs> it's kind of like that. Okay, I, I get where you're coming from there, and yeah, that sounds like it was uh, a good time, but you know, a challenging time as well. Oh my god, yeah, there was like I think let me see how many people was in my division. I think there was like twelve in the gi, twelve of thir- somewhere between twelve and fifteen people uh, in the gi because there was like thirty matches that was happening uh, total because it's round robin style. Um, okay. Yeah, so I got ended up fourth uh, in fourth place there. I lost in the. Um, the bronze medal match by a point, which kind of upsets me oh, a little bit. Man. Yeah, I lost by a point. Um, and then in the Nogi division, there was twice the amount of people that was in that division, and I finished second. So, <laughs> but yeah, you, you just couldn't get gold, could you? Nah, man. <laughs> <laughs> that all elusive gold, they fucking. Arnold's pisses me off, but it's okay though. <laughs> it's okay. I'll eventually, get there eventually one of these years. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I'll eventually get it. I'll eventually get it. But honestly, <laughs> I, I I look at jujitsu tournaments for me personally as a um, it's more or less of a learning curve because yeah. it's like it, to me it's not like you know go there and win. Although I would like to, but realistically, I use jujitsu tournaments as a learning experience because I look at to see where my game is jujitsu wise is compared to everybody else and then it's a good way to kind of go and see people you've never seen before right and you you roll against them and then you see where you're weak at and then once you find out what your weaknesses are you can kind of go back to the drawing board and kind of fix them as they uh as as it goes on but I, i don't look at these tournaments as like i must win i look at them as 
okay, here's where I'm weak and that's what I need to fix because if I'm going to go into the cage, I need to fix this, this, and this. And that's how I look at them. Yeah, I was going to say, it's one of those things. It's it's your secondary you know, martial arts with uh, Taekwondo being your primary. And it's one of those things, you're, you're working the two together for the ultimate goal of success in the octagon. Exactly, exactly. And it's hard to fuse them together. Um, because it's like, you know, you either, you're, you're good at one or you're good at the other, right? And it's never a smooth transition from one to the other. I think the only fighter in UFC right now that, well, he's not even in UFC anymore, that does it beautifully, that transitions from one style to the next is Demetrius Johnson. And if you watch him to ever like fight, he strikes very well. And when he takes you down, he takes you down. It's like almost a flawless transition from stand-up to ground back to stand-up. So I want to get my game as a bigger guy to be as smooth as Demetrius Johnson. So that way I don't have to worry about, okay, I'm on the ground. Now I have to switch my brain to the ground. Or I'm standing up. I have to switch to stand-up. I can just go, oh, we're standing up. And then pop, 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 pop. Oh, he wants to go down to the ground. Okay, here's my arm bar. Here's my triangle. Here's, you know, head arm triangles. Here's my other moves that I can do uh, to kind of, like, make it kind of suck for the other person. Yeah, and you know, that does kind of suck for the other person. And I still remember after your first fight and you got submitted out in that fight and, you know, I didn't quite understand exactly like what happened. You're like, man, I was about to pass out and I'm just thinking to myself, okay. And you put the, <laughs> you put the move on me and I thought, I thought I was, I thought I was dead. I thought I was dying <laughs> and, and you yeah. had it on me for maybe two seconds. <laughs> Yeah, and I was fighting that thing off for like 15 seconds, and I yeah. had like five seconds to spare. But it, it really is one of those things. It's like you don't understand it until you get put into it, and then you're like, oh, okay. So, you know, it, it, it's <laughs> it, it's one of those things that you have to experience to understand it. So that's why oh, I don't, I don't I, I laugh experience at, it again. Oh, I feel you. But <laughs> trust me, I don't either. That's why I'm learning how to defend against it because yep. I don't want to be in that position again, ever again in my life. But, you know, it's one of those things you have to um, it's one of those things you have to kind of go through to to appreciate what it is. So like those armchair warriors are like, oh, I wouldn't have tapped that. It's like, <laughs> mm, bro. Yeah, you would have. You would have you would have tapped out, uh, I think, three seconds into that move because it, it, yeah. it sucks more than what you think it does. Oh, I'm, uh, you showed it to me for one second, and I was like, no, I don't want to touch this thing ever again. <laughs> and, you know, you're fighting it off for 15 seconds. You know, the, that gained that there. Um, you know, prior to that, I'd never really watched MMA. I wasn't, you know, a fan of it at all, really, by mm -hmm. any stretch of the imagination. But after you did that, I'm like... Okay, I got a newfound respect for it, and I was, you know, impressed because I'm like, after a second, I'm like, nope, nope, I'm done. I'm, I quit. I'm done. I'm never coming back. You know, <laughs> and you're there <laughs> fighting out of it for 15 seconds, and then you went back in there again, and back in there again, and back in there again. You continue to go back into it, and you know that that's says a lot about your passion and your drive to succeed. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you have the passion and you have the drive to succeed, nothing's going to stand in your way. Well, theoretically, nothing should stand yeah, exactly. in your way. Yeah, but, you know, for me, it's one of those things that I really enjoy doing. It is, I want to say it's a hobby, but it's not a hobby, uh, essentially. To me, hobby, my greatest hobby is video games, right? 
to me, <laughs> fighting is more of a passion. It's like a career choice. It, it's it's a lifestyle yeah, that I exactly. truly enjoy doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And and like you said, there's a difference between. I mean, if it was a hobby, it would be something you would do once or twice a week and you wouldn't be worrying about going to competitions. You wouldn't be worried about getting in the octagon because you would just go to Taekwondo class twice a week and, you know, be like, Oh, look at my, you know, little, little kicks I can do. And, you know, looking like a rocket out there, but you know, you're out there, you know, trying to kick people's heads off. You know, that's a big difference. <laughs> exactly. And, and it's one of those things that I fell in love with and I continue to fall in love with and I'm going to continue to do uh, hopefully for the rest of my life that I can get paid for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, there's not exactly a super long um, uh, lifespan for that to get paid for it and to do it at peak performance. And, you know, no. so, you know, the, the longer you can do it, the better. And if you have passion to do it and you have the drive to do it, keep doing it. Well, yeah, it, it, the lifespan technically is not long, but if you take care of yourself and you you you're smart about it, you know what I mean. It's it, what happens to people is that they let the the egotistical aspect of uh, the competition get a better of them, right? Because they're like, oh, well, I don't want to lose. So instead of like being smart and like kind of like, okay, you got this submission, move on to the next fight, they will give everything they have in that one fight injure themselves and then kind of come back from that injury as soon as possible when you could have been smart and be like okay you got me this time screw it you win i'm moving on so I, i'm i have that mindset where if it works it works if i lose be smart about it i, I i'm in that area of being smart and you know trying to make a longevity with it because i know the window is short but i'm trying to figure out how to make it last longer and how to make it smarter and not be dumb about it yeah, exactly. And that's a smart thing about it because, you know, you've had some injuries over the years and they've piled up and, you know, the, the smart, I, I've noticed that you, it took you a while to get back. But mm -hmm. since you've gotten back from that injury, you've been very deliberate about everything you're doing. You've gotten into the jujitsu to get your ground game better. You, you know, you're, you're very deliberate about everything you're doing. You're very deliberate with picking your your fights and mm -hmm. you know that's a good thing because i felt at the beginning you were just let me get as many fights as i can to go pro real quick because i want to kick people in the head yep. and while that's fun i'm sure for you i don't want to get kicked in the head but that's another <laughs> story you know i'm sure that's fun for you but i felt it was out of the wrong motivation and i feel like this time th there's some true motivation to it there's some true want to be great and there's true desire to improve and be better and you know that's that's a big difference between your two stints as an as an mma fighter i'll call them two stints because it really feels like there was Oh yeah, well yeah, I, I and that's a very uh, a very astute observation because it's true. Um, my very first go about it, I was just kind of okay. Let me just get in there and get as many fights as I can. Let me get to this X number so I can go pro and make money. And it, the whole motivation for it was just wrong. It was more or less I was rushing the process. Then I got injured, and then in that injury, I realized the way I was doing it was 
was not smart at all. It was like I was just taking fights left and right. I didn't look at my opponents at all. I didn't study my opponents. I was literally, they offered me a fight, and I'd be like, yep, let's just go do it. Not knowing that the travel time affects you, that the you know the yep. preparation affects you, the studying your opponent affects you. Every little thing, every detail, um, every little detail that goes into these fights affects you physically because it doesn't get, allow you to train proper. Now that I've gotten over the knee injury a little bit and I've kind of like sat back and I've had uh, assessed myself, I realized, okay, I need to understand jujitsu. I need to understand what they're trying to do to me. How do I protect myself? And then once I did that, everything else started slowly coming into picture. And then now I've allocated my manage my fighting managements to like, you know, my uh, coaches. Like they pick the fights for me and they'll be like, okay, this guy's kind of like a good fight for you i'm like okay cool what do i need to do okay you need to work on this and then i go and i work on that so now it's more a, a methodical approach instead of just like okay let me just get as many fights as i can just so i can go pro now it's like okay we have to learn from each fight and that's what i was not yep. doing in my last uh my first stint i was just kind of going in there and hopefully i won to kind of go make everything happen now it's like okay this guy's a grappler. Okay, I need to keep the fight standing up. Let me work on my takedown defense. Let me punch him in the face, wear him down, and then go for the kill. Um, this guy's a striker. Okay, let's take him down. Let's grind him out. You know what I mean? Now my approach is more or less like, okay, if you really want to do this as a professional fighter, you have to put in A, the time, and two, you have to do your due diligence. And your due diligence is working on perfecting your martial arts, whether it be striking, ground game, or whatever. You have to perfect your martial arts, and you have to protect yourself. You have to be smart. You have to put in the time. You have to put in the effort, and you have to go to the gym, essentially. Yeah, and, you know... Um not sure what happened there i think we i lost the connection there for a split second but you know it is what it is (laughs) um but you know it it seemed like before you had you were trying to do everything yourself from promotion to preparing to going out and doing everything and Mm -hmm. now you've got a team behind you and i liked what you were saying about you know, being deliberate about anything, studying and putting in the work because, you know, our topic for today, which we're going to talk about in a little while, is the NFL Combine. Um, and yeah, I know it were 15 minutes in the episode, we haven't hit our topic. You know, th- that's sort of what you're going to get here. We're going to just, you know, talk for about 10 minutes each episode. You're going to learn a little bit about us. You're going to hear about our personal lives um, and, you know, stuff going on. And then we're going to dive into our topic. And today it's the NFL combine and how we can extrapolate it into the real world. And, you know, (laughs) I, I for one, am excited about this because we have done absolutely no preparation on this. Um, which is good because sometimes I feel like um, our chemistry is best displayed when we just go with the flow. And, you yep. know, that's that's what, you know, the first 15 minutes you heard here, that's all going with the flow. Um, so, yeah, any anything you want to add before we dive into our um, topic for the day? Oh, no, not really. It's just that I, I just kind of want to let the folks know that, you know, this is Sports Society, uh, a former – of the guys at a round table network um where 
in this episode, we talk about societal aspects, right? Like what's going on in society, like left versus right politics and um, my life, Andy's life and everything like that. And then yep. we also talk about sports because that's what me and Andy like to talk about every day in our everyday <laughs> conversations. We talk about sports and we talk about the, the latest happenings in society. And we kind yep. of fuse those two together. So we figured why not put it into a better audio podcast instead of like forcing ourselves into a bubble. We could just freely talk about what the heck we want to talk about and this is what you're getting today so that's all i wanted to add and hopefully you guys can enjoy that because you know this is our uh chemistry i guess you could say being uh, at full display is when we talk about sports and we talk about society and we fuse the two together to kind of give you something entertaining and hopefully you guys can enjoy it and have fun with it yeah, and absolutely. Like uh, Vlad was talking about, uh, we are formerly guys of the roundtable. We are still under that umbrella. We're uh, under the guys of the roundtable network, uh, but we sort of branched out into three different podcasts. This is our joint podcast that we're continuing. Yep, yep. We've done, I think, probably about 150 to 200 episodes of guys of the roundtable. So, you know, we've had experience doing this. So, you know, this is just simply rebrand for those that are new coming on. Uh, you can always find some of our old work. Uh, you know, you can search "Guys at a Roundtable" on iTunes. You can you you can find it. Uh, trust me, you can find it um, wherever you listen and... to your podcast. You'll find us. <laughs> Good plug there. I like it. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. Um, but you know, short ba- short background on me for new people. Um, I was a longtime sports reporter uh, that got laid off from the business about two years ago, and you know, just sort of have been searching for purpose since then. I got a job just recently in our local ministry, uh, running our free noon meal program. So you know. I've been around the block a few times, I guess you could say. Uh, Vlad, why don't you tell them a little bit about you? Well, I am just Vladimir Jean-Philippe. I am your everyday average guy, pretty much. I love uh, sports. I grown up in Lebanon, PA, moved to West Virginia to come to school. Uh, Went to school in West Virginia, graduated, never left. (laughs) (laughs) You loved it too much. Oh, a little too much. But no, uh, it's one of those things where it's like I had one dream where I wanted to become a doctor and then I followed that pursuit and then I realized it wasn't for me. And then what I found out that is that I love being active. I love being athletic and I love competing. So I fell in love with martial arts. And from there I've decided to like, why can I not make money off of this? So I decided to try to pursue the MMA thing and I've been pursuing it ever since. Like, you know, the first half of the show was me talking about my MMA journey and Arnold and stuff like that. But you know, I, I've learned to appreciate the struggle, uh, appreciate the grinding of making it to the MMA uh, world because it is a grind. It is a struggle. And it's one of those things that you have to have passion for it. Otherwise, it's going to chew you Absolutely. up and spit you out. And that's with anything in life. So for me, I'm just, you know, I, I like to talk about my MMA journey because I like to give people an insight that, hey, if I'm doing it, you can do it. And it doesn't have to be MMA. It could just be anything in your life. So that's pretty much about me. It's just I, I like to give people the motivation to kind of chase their dreams and give them the freedom to do so as well, because I'm giving you a peek into my life on how I'm doing it. It may not be right. It may be wrong. I don't care, but it is what I'm doing. And I like to share that with folks and kind of give you the green light to kind of like, hey, if this man is chasing his dreams, despite all the obstacles thrown his way, maybe I can go do mine as well. So that's pretty much what it is for me. 
I do this because I like to be the shining example for everybody else. And also, I like to talk, as you can kind of hear uh, in this podcast. <laughs> you are listening to the Sports Society Podcast. For show notes and more episodes, visit gotrpodcast.com. Now, back to the show. combine and how we can uh jokingly add it into real life situations because we've had this conversation uh this past week or um we talked about the nfl combat because it was it was this past weekend right but what if we were to take the nfl combine idea and put it into everyday jobs how would that go and so (laughs) i don't know it it, it just (laughs) to me it's just kind of funny to like kind of figure out like a secretary how would a secretary get a job using the nfl combine so we're gonna have some fun with it and hopefully you guys can enjoy it as well so let's just get right into it (laughs) absolutely so you know I was amazed. Uh, we're recording this Monday. It's going to be out later today, too. So, you know, I, I guess I shouldn't, you know, don't have to necessarily apply the spoiler logic to it. But um, I was watching t- TV yesterday and I was going through the guide and I came across something called NFL Today on ABC. And I thought to myself, okay. I'm going to flip over to this and just see what we're working with. Mm-hmm. And I turn it on and I, cause I wasn't sure what to expect. I turn it on and it is the NFL combine on ABC on a Sunday in March. <laughs> uh, Damn. Has has the NFL Combine officially jumped the shark or not? You know, you decide. Or or is it simply that people want to consume that much football? You know, but you know, that's honestly, a discussion for another day. But what what is what's your thought there? Honestly, I think that uh, I don't think people want to consume football that much. I just think it's more or less that the NFL is trying to force people into consuming football that much they kind of keep it into the discussion year round right because what is it 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 used to be baseball was the american pastime and i think the nfl is trying to take over that in a sense of like just keep feeding you feeding you feeding you football news and stuff like that to try to overtake it as the number one sport in america which it is for when it is in season and i think baseball is still america's number one sport to be honest with you Yeah, and, you know, the crazy thing is people were saying that the ratings and more people were watching that than watch, you know, any non-marquee college basketball game. I'm talking, you know, Kentucky, Kansas. I'm talking Duke, North Carolina. But, Mm -hmm. you know, you could have... Tennessee and Auburn, who have are both top 10 teams this year playing, and more people are watching the NFL Combine than that. Huh. That tells you something. Well, yeah, it tells you that, yeah, it tells you football is popular, but (laughs) (laughs) it's still the the combine. Like, I don't don't get it either. I don't get it because, you know, in my opinion, you know, these players, every player is going to look great in shorts and a T-shirt. You know, what are they going to look like in pads? You know, how how well can they run? in pads you know i want to see them running routes instead of running a 40 or running a shuttle you know i want to see you know i don't know maybe maybe that's just me well okay so to me the combine is it's it's kind of like 
it shows off the athleticism of these athletes very well, right? Because they're in shorts and a t-shirt and they really, they showed the explosiveness of these athletes. And by golly, these guys are explosive as all heck because what was it? The one defensive line, a defensive end uh, from Mississippi State, I think it was, yeah. ran a 4 4 The dude is 6'4", 265 pounds and ran a 4 4 that's crazy. Yeah, it's 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 an obsession with numbers and you know seeing these things. But again, like I said, I want to see how quickly he can get to the quarterback. How fast can he get around the tackle to the quarterback? You know, that's what I'm more interested in. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think there are more practical ways to um test these guys than just generic running things be and you know and generic fitness things because like i said you know these are just generic exercises you know that would be like you know having a second you know telling a secretary okay before you get the job here we're gonna need to see you run a 40 like that's absurd (laughs) you know (laughs) you know we we gotta see you run a 40 here or something you know that's just crazy you know have them do something related to their job i mean yes a football player is gonna run a football player is gonna run but like i said i want to see how quickly you know, you know, for shuttle runs, let me see a wide receiver, how quickly they can get in, get into their routes. Okay, let me see how quickly you can run an out route. Let me see how quickly you can run an in route. Let me see how you run a slant. You know, do those, like, from the time they, they come off the line to their cut. You know, mm-hmm. that might be a better way of grading them. Or, like I said, for a defensive end, in, in I, I'm even fine with shorts and a t-shirt because then at least they're doing something related to their position. Because in my opinion, a defensive end, an offensive lineman, how often are they going to be running 40 yards at a time in a dead sprint? Not often. Um, exactly. Well, yeah, it's not often because the only opportunity, well, the only opportunity I could see them doing that in is in today's NFL where it's like spread option. They got the uh, wide receiver screens Even nowadays. still in a dead sprint for 40 yards. The only yeah, way you're seeing too. that is if a defensive end scoops up a fumble and is rumbling the last 40 yards to the end zone. They're sprinting for their life because they don't know if that running back's coming after them or who's coming for them. <laughs> Okay, that's a good point. That's one of the only scenarios. I would love to see how quick they come around the edge, you know, whatever. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, But, you know, so we're going to look at, um, you know, we're just going to throw around some jobs. And we're each going to, we're going to take turns throwing out jobs. I'm going to throw out a job. Then you're going to give an an exercise we could do to accurately measure <laughs> that could give you a measurement of their job performance that could okay. give you some sort of like, okay. Let's now does say it have to ha- be from the combine or this is no. just like an exercise, like from almost any workout, anything, ever. any, okay. it doesn't have to be a workout. It, you know, it can be anything like my example is, you know, my example is going to be, let's say we pick postal worker, you know, on my job of my pick for, how we would measure them. You know, let's say we have 40 people vying for one postal worker job. Okay. Mm-hmm. What we're going to have them do is we're going to have them driving the post office truck. They're going to park it. They're going to, and we're going to see how quickly they can get it parked. 
get the mail out, put it in the mail slot and back into the truck. That's going to be our test. That's one of our tests. And then you're going to create a test and then I'm going to create a test. And then I'm going to throw one, you know, or in the, in the other situation. So I'll start with throwing one. Then okay. you'll give an exercise. I'll give an exercise. You'll give an exercise. Then you'll throw a job. And then I'll, you know, we'll just go back and forth there for a little while and, you know, see what we come up with. So right. I'm really excited about this one. So <laughs> I don't know about you. Well, I don't know what's going to happen, so let's just <laughs> let's see what we can do here. <laughs> All right, so I'm I'm going to use the example we brought up earlier, kind of. Um, secretary. Oh, okay. Uh, let me see. What? Okay, the first thing they would have to do, I guess, would be the um the type. The, what's that typing exercise that they did in school? Well, we did this in high words school, per middle minute. school. There you go. Yeah, how many words can uh, how many words per minute can you type, and how effective Accurate. are you? Yeah. Okay. How efficient are you? Okay. So, so how would you do that? Would you just have them basically all sitting in front of a computer with, say, the same document to type and yep. see who's done with it first with fewest mistakes? Yeah, it would be like that. Or okay. just time them. Or actually, let's not do it that way because then it's a race and people get kind of like clustered <laughs> down. So what, what we do is that they'll go into a room by themselves and they have like they'll be timed and then they have like you know i mean they don't know how much time it has passed they're just going to be sitting in the room they have x amount of time to just basically they'll have unlimited papers is what you're saying they'll have unlimited yeah they'll have a room by themselves they'll be in that room they have the computer in front of them and they can just type it out and however fast they can do it and how efficiently they can do it it will be their time it'll be like the 40 time but with like in the room itself Okay, so basically for that, you would basically give them a stack of papers, tell them you got 30 minutes to type as much of this as you can. Yep. And then afterwards, you'll go through for accuracy, and you'll grade everyone on a score. Yep. Okay, and the I top like five will The top five will move on, or the top ten will move on, or something like that. Okay, all right. Um, my exercise is the coffee run. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I know it sounds wrong, but they'll they'll get all the, the executives will all give their orders. Some might be tricky, and they have they're timed on how quickly they can get them. They're all going to be in different areas, so you know the, they'll be timed on their quickness and their accuracy. Okay, all right, that that works. Um, okay, here's another one. Uh, the what is it? The angry caller effect, I call it. It's Ooh, like you're gonna I have like <laughs> we're gonna have somebody angry with an attitude call to try to make an appointment, and we can see how quickly and how effectively the secretary can get the uh, from okay. pick up the phone okay. to put the phone down. How fast and how quickly they can get uh, the appointment set up and done. Okay, I, I like this. So with the <laughs> for the secretary, we got the uh, accuracy, the typing accuracy and speed challenge. We've got the coffee run, and we've got the angry caller exercise. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So so you know, I think we would be able to effectively pick a good hire for the secretary with those tests. All right. So right uh, what's your career? What's your job? Alrighty, we're going to go with mm, Starbucks coffee barista. <laughs> oh man, spelling. Spelling? Yep. Okay. <laughs> um, be able to hear a word and spell it correctly, and because so they have to enter is... the Scripps National Spelling Bee to be a part of this. 
the Starbucks barista. <laughs> oh my goodness! So they got to be a national spelling bee champion to work at Starbucks coffee. Okay, all right, I like it. <laughs> no, I'm I'm not saying that much. You know, I'm not going that far with it, but um. <laughs> you know, simple things. When you hear a name, you got to be able to spell it. You know, if someone says Christopher and you spell like Kristoff, you know, you messed up. You done messed up. <laughs> okay. So, you know, it's simply um, being able to hear a word and spell it or at least spell how it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I, hey, I'll give it to you. Uh- <laughs> All right, we're going to oh scrap national spelling bee. Oh my god. They gotta be a champion to work at Starbucks. Heck yeah. <laughs> Put that on the resume, son. But uh... <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh my god. Okay, so uh again with the secretary, since this is customer service, I think this is gonna be universal for customer service. Um for customer service uh, members is the angry caller effect again because it's going to work for everybody who works in customer service because you have to be able to take the orders from an angry customer and get them out the door how quickly and efficiently can you do that okay okay um last one okay so we got taking care of an angry customer uh being a script national spelling, spelling bee champion <laughs> 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 and the other one is um oh, oh boy um oh i got it juggler okay. because you have to be able Ooh, to take the cup like you got to be a juggler because you got to take the cup take the ice take the machine you got to be able to go from one spot to the next station to the next station without spilling coffee <laughs> and messing I up like the it. order <laughs> <laughs> okay uh so next one i'm gonna try to get away from anything customer service related all right and oh boy let me think here um oh man i'm i'm, I'm like completely like blank okay construction worker okay construction worker um First test. The first test will be, well, what kind of construction worker? Just like oh. a general, general contractor. Yeah, like you know, you just got the hard, the ones that's outside with the hard hats of building the buildings and stuff like that. Okay. Um. <laughs> Not the road workers, because you know I'm damn t- well they don't do nothing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, I was thinking pen dot workers. I'm like, oh well, the their ability to stand around and watch one no, person no, no, no. work. <laughs> No, 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 not them. The actual construction workers, where they're on the job site, where they're building a building or building a house. Okay. Anything where they're building a construction, uh, a construct of like 150 feet or more. Catcalling. Ooh. (laughs) Boom. As sexist as that is, with today's social comment, I would love it. I would love it. (laughs) It's great. I mean, you just set them up there and, okay, let's see who's got the best catcalls. Because, I mean, that might be a way to eliminate you're um you're hired you know we might be thinking about this in the other sense there because okay you're extremely good at catcalling okay we might not want you here (laughs) or if you can do it without making the 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 chick angry at you we may want you here oh exactly yep there you go exactly there's different ways to look at it yeah if you can if you can get this girl to smile and wink at you without being angry and without being disrespectful, you could get the job. But if she gets angry, you don't get the job. Yep. <laughs> All right. All right. 
Um, Second I would one. Say, I would say uh, power cleaning, like or any lifting exercise, or the actually let's go with the bench press machine. Like take it from the NFL Combine itself. How many times can you bench 135 pounds? Because we just put that you know as the average. Because 225 is for like the super athletes. How many times can you put up 135 pounds? Because you're gonna have to figure. You're going to be lifting heavy objects up and down a ladder and stuff like that. So how how strong is you, son? How brolicky is you? Can you lift this weight and bring it up there? <laughs> Can you not? All right, let's see. Put 135 on the bench press. Bench it. See how strong you is. <laughs> All right. And the last one is going to be um, I'm trying to think the best way to phrase this is um, – I'll, I'll just call it tool time. Uh, you're okay. go- you're going to have a board – and you're going to have like oh you're going to have screwdrivers you're going to have na- uh, hammer and nails and you have a certain amount of time you well you have all these devices these tools some nails might be in the board some screws might be in you've got to either tighten them you've got to loosen them each one will be labeled and you're going to be timed on your speed and how well you are working with it nice all right, yeah. So how effectively, how efficient are you with tools? Nice. Yep. Okay. Uh, so next one, our next job is going to be. Oh boy. <laughs> um, puzzle maker. A puzzle. Oh Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm staring at a a wall of puzzles right now. So okay, so okay, are these puzzle makers in the factory or are they homemade puzzles? Oh, homemade. Mm, okay. Okay, so homemade puzzles. Eye hand coordination test. Okay. Because you have to be able to see the picture and cut the pieces out. So how good are you with your eye hand coordination? So how are you gonna test that? Test this. Mm. Are they going to be hitting baseballs or? Yeah. Well. Okay. So we have to use a sport. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's uh. Let's take a baseball and or not a baseball, a tennis ball. Throw it at the wall and how effectively can you catch it back? <laughs> okay. Or or at least get your hand on it. Yeah. Oh wait. You know that new thing that they do on uh, sports science where the light lights up and then you have yes. to go touch it. We'll do yep. that drill. Yep. We'll do that. Okay. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, for me, it is going to be operation, the game of operation. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Got to see how steady the hand is. See how cool you are under pressure. And cause you know, when you're cutting out one of those jigsaw puzzles, when you're making that, you've got to be precise, you know, let's see how precise you are. Mm, okay, so you gonna call we're gonna call it the Parkinson's test. <laughs> that's <messed up. laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> we'll call it the Parkinson's test. <laughs> How steady is your hand, son? <laughs> wow. <laughs> and the third test. What do you got? Okay, so for the third test, let's see, we had the Parkinson's test. Uh let's see. Mm. Patience test, like how how uh, how quietly still can you sit, and for how long? <laughs> okay, because you have to sit there quietly and patiently and cut these little pieces out. So how's your patience? You know what I mean. So we'll sit you in a chair and we'll just play a bunch of annoying sounds and see how well you can like kind of you know hold your nerves. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs>
Coffee Shop Stories podcast on the Guise of the Roundtable Network takes you into the world of your favorite pastimes and is available every Wednesday on iTunes. Now, back to the show. What about a job for you? Oh, okay. Uh, all right, let's have fun with it. Let's go stripper. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness um, hey let's see that, that's a job <laughs> yep uh, let's see flexibility test Ooh. okay okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um you know, we're, we're going to put them through a generic, uh, for this flexibility test, we're going to put them through a generic, basic gymnastics test. You know, let, let's see how they do with splits and back bends and different things like that. Let's see. Let's see how flexible you are. Okay. All right. I could dig that. I could, I could rock with that. Um, I would say we're going to do a upper body strength test. How many times can <laughs> you do a pull up? Because let's be real. Strippers be climbing poles and they have to hold themselves up on that pole. So we have to do an upper body test, uh, upper body strength test to see how you can, how strong you is. <laughs> okay. Um, and the last one is, um, oh boy. <sighs> I'm trying to think of a way that you could, uh, Theoretic. Okay. Okay. I got it. Um, I'm gonna reference a, a, a hobby of mine, which is WWE promo ability. I want to see what type of charisma you got. Mm. I'm going to give, I'm going to give you a word and you're going to have to cut a promo about it and make me want to buy that product or, you know, something like that. Cause if you can show me charisma through talking, you mm-hmm. can show me charisma throughout it. Or the other one would have been, Putting you, um, this was something I went through in when I attempted to be a um, Hershey Park mascot. One of the mascots up there okay. <laughs> is um, being put into the costume and being able to showcase emotions without talking. Mm. Because again, it's a it's a measure of your charisma, miming, right? Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. Yep. Miming or promos, you know, yep. Okay. All right. I digs it. And I think that's three of them, right? That's all three. Yep. That's all three. You said flexibility, upper strength, upper body strength test and charisma test. We call it the charisma test with quotes. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yep. Okay. So the next one is, let's see. I had, I had a couple in mind, and so we're, we're going to go with the first one that came to mind, Paperboy. Mm, okay. Let's see, Paperboy. Hmm. Okay, this one would have to be a 40-yard dash on a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> how, how fast can you pedal that bike, boy? <laughs> Okay. All right. You got that one. I like that one. Uh, mine is um, the frisbee throw. Ooh. Okay. Because like I the... mean, when you when you're chucking that newspaper, you're doing that same motion. 
Or the shuttle toss. The shovel toss that they do in football. Okay. I was going to say, uh, what is it? Arm strength. Uh, you, you could test the arm strength of them. But that works better. Well, that's more. Mine is more about accuracy. Oh, okay. And then, let me see. For mine, last one will be okay. We'll we'll use the same idea, but we'll do the seven on seven, <laughs> the seven on seven yes. drill. <laughs> and they're the quarterback. Yep. <laughs> All right. See their accuracy. I mean, I mean, the wide receivers' hands there are basically the mailboxes. Yep. Exactly. Okay. So. <laughs> Oh man! Let's see, what do you got? We'll each do one more. Okay. Uh, see so if we're gonna do one more. Let's make this fun. Uh, let's go with the doctor. Okay. I was thinking about that too. Um, I was, that was one of them I was debating. Oh boy. Uh, this one's a tough one because. Uh, what? Okay. What kind of doctor? Are we just talking a primary care? No. Let, a let's PCP. Go, no, no. Let's go with the. With a fun one. Let's go with the um, neurosurgeon. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that's um, kind of funny because I actually go see my neurosurgeon on Thursday. Oh, so <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All Just a, right. uh, you know, bi-yearly checkup. So. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> um, but neurosurgeon. Okay. Um, uh, I, feel like, I feel like picking something I already did is a cop-out. Yeah, don't do that. I, I would want because I would want to pick operation because you know the Parkinson's you have to test. Have no, a sure hand. <laughs> I know, I know, and that's why I said I would want to do that, but I can't. Oh man, I'm trying to think of something else that um. You could always go mental. Is, um, no, I'm trying to think of something else that is um. That's very fine motor. Um, calligraphy. Oh, okay. How Boom. good their handwriting is. <laughs> yep. And and not, not just how good their handwriting is, how how small they can make it that it's still legible. Ooh, okay. Because that shows a steady hand and a confident hand. Yeah. Dude, that just sounded wrong. No, I'm just I'm d- <laughs> a confident hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All right. Alright, um, I already had the stress test, so I can't use that again. Let's nope. go with a balance test. Okay? okay? How well can you keep your balance with a scalpel in your hand and standing on one foot doing uh some crazy stuff? And how long can you hold it? So a balance test. Okay, balance test and handwriting. Okay. Oh, oh boy. Hmm. Man, this one's a tough one. Oh, yes, it is. This one is very tough. Oh, boy. Let's see. Um, man. I'm blanking. I'm blanking here. Mm. <laughs> Do you got one? Oh shit! Okay, uh, let me see. So we got, what do we have? The calligraphy test and a yeah. balance test. Oh, uh, we could go with the, uh, what is it? A competency, a, a competency. Com- wow, I can't see the word. Competency. Yep, competency exam. <laughs> okay. 
Because you have to be competent to be a neurosurgeon. I like it. <clears throat> All right. And the final one. Let's see. Um, let's make this one a good one. MMA fighter. Oh, come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got to think outside the box on this one. Okay. Uh, you say you got to think outside the box for the MMA yeah, fighter? Yeah, kind of think – try to think outside the box. Hmm. Let me see. MMA fighter. MMA fighter. Hmm. I was debating between that or a football player, but we kind of talked about some of the football player ones earlier. Yeah, because for an MMA fighter, you need a lot of things. Oh, salesmanship. There we go. I got one. Okay. Salesmanship, because these, as an amateur, they always tell you to sell your damn tickets, right? So you have to be able to be a salesman. So there we go. <laughs> okay. If you can sell a car, you can sell a ticket. Yep, exactly. <laughs> um, okay. Here's my first one. Um, dodgeball. Ooh. You could dodge ball, you could dodge a punch. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. That's the thing. Yep. <laughs> okay and, and it and it it helps with a lot of things your reflexes your you know your ability to defend yourself your ability to attack and you know i think that t- that could tell you a lot about a person's competitive instinct as well that's very true too okay uh let me see persistence okay how would you test that oh yeah that is very true how would you test persistence <clears throat> Keep telling them no and see if they keep coming back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Oh, Oh wow. No, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. Uh, All right, we got to go somewhere else (laughs) because that does not work. My other one, my my other one I was debating between was – Having them walk into a door, like, no, not, okay, not walk into a door, walk through a door and immediately get punched in the face and see if they come through again. (laughs) Seriously. If you get punched in the face and then want to get hit again, you're good. That's a good point. (laughs) I'm just saying. I mean, if you get punched in the face and you're willing to come through that door again, knowing that you could very well get hit in the face again, then it shows you want it. Okay. Uh, that might be a good persistence one, too. Yeah, that, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, oh, I'm not, it's not like we're going to have Mike Tyson there waiting to punch you in the face. Oh, good point. Okay, so it would be like one of those big boxing gloves then, like the Joker ones. <clears throat> Yeah, okay. yeah, but All I mean, right. if you're walking to that door and you hear, you know, I can feel it coming in here, I'm walking the other way because I'm not, I'm not waiting for the do 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 and waiting for Mike Tyson to punch me in the face. <laughs> oh my! Oh god! Oh, oh man! Shit. Okay, we'll go with that then. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's thinking outside the box. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It really is. 
Oh man! Oh god, that was funny. This got this got really good. I'd have had it did it did, and we could have gone worse. But I I decided to behave on this one. <laughs> Dude, you went stripper. <laughs> I could have gone worse than stripper, bro. Trust me. <laughs> well, that's true. That's very true. <laughs> but I think even that we kept it classy. Kept it clean. Way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we kept, kept it clean. clean. We kept I it think clean. The, I think the worst part was you know. The cat calling. That might have been the worst test we we would have given people. Yeah, well, I don't honestly. I don't care about pissing people off or anything like that. But cat calling <laughs> is really not that bad. All right. It, no. It's, to me, it's like somebody say, "Hey, sexy." I'm gonna turn around, smile, and be like, "Give a little pose, like thank you," and keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very simple. But yeah. Oh, so that's man. just me then. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah these, absolutely. These worked. These worked. The MMA fighting thing, though, outside of the box, I think that would work. So, I I, I would... <laughs> the punching in the face in the door, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're called into a room for an interview, and you open the door, and bam! You get nailed by a... You, you just get punched in the face. And then, like, two minutes later, you get called back into the room. Like, you're thinking twice to yourself. Like, if you get hit so hard, like, that you're seeing stars, you're thinking twice. Yeah, that's and true. And if you come back into that room, that means you know, you know, there's chances in an MMA fight you're gonna get hit and you're gonna see stars. So oh, it, it's a you given know. that you're gonna get hit. Yeah, and it's what is it, exactly. Rocky? It's like how hard can you get hit and get back up? So yeah, I mean it's yeah. stupid to think that way, but you have to think that way though. Yeah, and you know, I thought that was a you know a, that's a good way of testing their resiliency, their persistence, <laughs> and you know. Just, you know, their ability to take a hit and keep going. Yeah, well, that is true, too. But, yeah, I I, I find these kind of NFL combines in real life to be kind, quite funny because it's – we had fun with it. But I think, honestly, I would rather watch these things in real life than the actual NFL combine oh that goodness, just happened that would this be past so, weekend. Yeah, that would be so entertaining. See 40 people going in for, like, four jobs and, you know, <laughs> see, see, <laughs> seeing these things happen. I mean, come on, like seeing the construction workers like, you know, sitting there like on like with a lunch pail and girls walking by seeing who has the best cat calls. Like, come on, that's made for TV. Yeah, yeah, that is like, this very is true. made for TV. We need to pitch this to a network. <laughs> oh, my God. yeah, That would be interesting to see. It would be and it would be 10 times more entertaining than what we actually got this past weekend. Because I, I took a look at some of these combines and honestly, None of those cats that like were at the combine stood out to me. I'm sorry to say it. I mean, Will Greer stuck out to me a little bit, but that's because I watched his watched him play at West Virginia. Um, Kyler Murray, I knew the dude was short, so I was just like, oh, okay, he's confirmed short. So <laughs> I was like, there was nothing, <laughs> there was nothing to like kind of tell me that these NFL players are going to be like these prospective NFL players are going to be good football yeah. players. For me personally. And it's just to kind of wrap this up a little bit. I think the NFL Combine is a waste of time. It just should be one of those things that they kept to the NFL Network. If, like, a player kind of stuck out with as a workout warrior, quote-unquote, then they kind of give that player a little bit more exposure. You know what I mean? But for me, the NFL Combine didn't do anything, didn't tell me anything about these players that we don't see on tape. Because to me, it comes down to two things. Can you play football? Can you not play football? 
And Johnny Manziel had the right idea when he came out to his pro day wearing shoulder pads and a helmet because you all the throws in the NFL you're gonna make you're gonna have a football uh, you're gonna have a football helmet on and shoulder pads and he showed that he could make all the throws but he just couldn't control his behavior to stay in the NFL long enough so I don't know these things in my opinion are you know if you really want to know if a football player is gonna be good like you said earlier in the podcast put him in a football position or football situation and see how they perform. Time them that way. Exactly. Because, like I said, it would be really dumb to send a secretary on a 40-yard dash. It'd be much more telling to put them in a room with a stack of papers and tell them how much, ask them to type as much as they can in 30 minutes and as accurately as they can. Yep. And that would be the best uh, way to, you know, kind of grade your secretaries in that sense. And the same thing with football. Put them in a football situation, see how they perform. If they can perform, great. Draft them. If they can't, Sorry, you're not good enough for the NFL. That's just the way I sees it. Exactly. And I think that's a good way to wrap. What about right I don't on. know about you? Oh yeah, I'm good with that as well. So you guys are listening to Sports Society. Thanks for rocking out with us today. And uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. Peace. Peace. And that's the final horn. Join us next week on Sports Society. Thanks for listening.